Derek McFarland here, 102.5 The Game. Our coverage here from the Super Bowl 47 Radio Row New Orleans Convention Center rolls right along. And stopping by our table, Matt Miller, who is an NFL draft expert, lead man for Bleacher Report. He joins us here at our table. Matt, how you doing? Doing great. It's crazy here, but it's good, right? Yeah, and this is actually the calm before the storm. Right. I mean, it's going to get really nuts. Tomorrow, media day, and then uh, the rest of the week, you know, it's, it's full-blown zoo. Yeah, I'm surviving right now Monster Energy drinks and coffee, so I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to how the week goes. So you were in Mobile last week? I was, yeah. So I'm I'm straight from there to here. So it's uh, one from college football to NFL football pretty quickly. And, and how did that go? No, it was a good week. Uh, you know, all the talk is that there's not a lot of top-end talent in this year's class, but I think there are a lot of kids who really showed up and, and helped their stock out quite a bit. I mean, there's talent in this year's class. You just have to find it. It's not as obvious as Andrew Luck or Robert Griffin III. There's plenty of guys who, uh, who are going to help NFL teams out early on. Because of that, Matt, you know, when you go back to the 2011 draft, the 49ers in the second round traded up to get Colin Kaepernick. The Falcons made a huge jump in the first round to get Julio Jones. Because of, you know, some people, the experts saying, hey, maybe the talent pool is a little bit down next year. The following year is going to be really heavy in talent. At least that's the early returns. Do you think it's going to be difficult for teams uh, to trade up? I think it'll be harder. You know, the rookie wage scale helps because you're not investing 40 and $50 million guaranteed into these guys in the top 10. So that will help. But 2014 does look like a pretty good class. And these teams are already looking ahead. They know which kids didn't come out this year that next year stocked with guys like Jadavian Clowney from South Carolina, who uh, is going to be a highly coveted player. So I, I think you, you might see some teams try to backload, pick up picks for next year. It's going to make it tougher for someone to try to slide into the top 10. Yeah, Clowney, is, um, he's really going to be, for the defensive side of the ball, he's going to be kind of the Andrew Luck sweepstakes, yeah. right? I mean, people are going to, as we see the season play out next year and teams are out of it, you have to wonder if they're saying, hey, you know, we're not going to make the playoffs. Maybe we should just go on and kind of finish the season out poorly and get the number one pick in the draft. Yeah, he's something special. I mean, it, and next year's class does look good, but Clowney will be the prize of that class. I mean, it's rare to find a defensive lineman with his size, his speed, uh, his instincts for the ball, and he, he loves to hit. Uh, what more could you ask for from a defensive lineman? So he'll definitely be a guy that team's already looking forward to picking him up next year. No, no doubt about it that you need a quarterback in this league. Um, you know, everybody's looking for that franchise quarterback. But, Matt, when you look at this year's draft class and what we may see in April, it's probably not the year if you're shopping for your franchise quarterback. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it's fair to say. I mean, it's, it's a very uncertain class. Uh, you talk to ten people and probably get eight different answers as far as who the best quarterback is. I think the general consensus is that Geno Smith is that guy, but no one feels great about it like we have in years past. Um, you know, Tyler Wilson uh, looks like a second-round pick most of the time, but, but could get overdrafted. Same with Matt Barkley, who had a horrible senior year, hurt his shoulder, but he's still Matt Barkley. He's going to sell teams in the interview session. So there's, there are some quarterbacks who you could maybe talk yourself into, but there's no one really blowing anyone away. How about a guy we saw in Nashville in late December at the Music City Bowl, Mike Glennon for NC State. Love his arm. Uh, I don't think he has any help with the offensive line. Uh, how that guy was still standing upright by the time the bowl rolled along. Uh, what do you think about him? You know, he does have a big arm. You nailed it there. He's a big kid, uh, 6'6". I'd like to see him gain some weight. He's only 220 pounds, stretched real thin on that frame. He has a good arm, though, good touch on deep balls. I think he needs to work on developing his passing underneath. Uh, a lot of times passes come in too low. You'll know, hit a guy at the waist or the knees. He just has to work on refining his game a little bit. But he's, he's certainly talented. And in this year's class where there's no number one guy, there are going to be teams who overvalue him a little bit. Why do you think Geno Smith is climbing up the draft boards? How much does Chip Kelly 
making the move to the NFL helped, I guess, his stock? I think it definitely helps. And, you know, similar with guys who uh, are able to do a little bit more in the pocket. You know, he's not necessarily a runner, but he is mobile in the pocket. So I think seeing Russell Wilson helps, seeing Colin Kaepernick in the pocket helps. Uh, we're seeing more of a development there with NFL offenses. But I think Gino was just really good, accurate passer uh, in that, you know, 0 to 15, 20-yard range uh, in the intermediate to underneath. He's very accurate, does a great job keeping his eyes upfield when pressured. And that's something young quarterbacks struggle to do. Uh, we saw it with RG3 last year. That was a selling point on him was that he, he just always has his eyes downfield. And I see a similar trait from Geno Smith. Do you think we're headed toward the read option in the I, NFL? I hope so. I'm ready. You know, really? it's, it's exciting. I, I think it, it adds another element to the game. You know, we've, we've gone through a few years where everyone's trying to spread you out and throw the ball, and we're seeing 5,000-yard seasons by quarterbacks just here and there. But I think, it, I think it'll be more exciting. It's something that the fans can get around. It's something that guys like myself who cover the NFL, it gives us a new story to tell. And uh, So I'm hoping to see it happen. Well, I mean, <laughs> when you think about the Wildcat when it was first introduced, right. Uh, eventually, the NFL defenses, I mean, at this level, they're going to figure you out. I think, for the most part, the Wildcat is on its way out the door. Don't you think, though, eventually, read options, these pistol offenses? I mean, at this level, with these guys, the size and the speed, won't they be able to figure this out? Or do you think this is a, a way, if you get creative enough, that you can continue to make this work year in and I year out? I think you can make it work as long as you have a quarterback who can throw the ball. You know, the Wildcat, we saw that that, that didn't work because the quarterback couldn't throw. You're one-dimensional with Ronnie Brown taking the snap. But with a guy like Kaepernick, you have so many different options. You know, you can give it to the the back. You can throw the ball. The quarterback can run. You can you can run out an option off the side. So I think you, you can be versatile enough to, to keep things interesting. We'll see. Defenses are getting stronger and smarter and faster every year. So it'll be kind of the chess match to watch over the next few years. Matt Miller here at our table from Bleacher Report. He's all over the NFL draft. And, you know, you were down in Mobile. We talked about that at the beginning. Dallas Thomas, uh, of course, played at UT electing not to participate. Your thoughts on that? Help? Hurt? Does it matter? I, I think it hurts a little bit. You always want to see a guy come and compete. And for Dallas Thomas, who doesn't have one true position, I thought it would have been a good fit for him to really show NFL teams, listen, he can play left tackle, left guard, right guard, and right tackle. Kid can do almost anything. So I think that's a perfect envir environment for him to go and kind of show off that ability. He's someone who a lot of teams look at as a late first-round pick. And in a, a, a class where there aren't very many premier players, he really could have helped his stock. Jordan Matthews, were you surprised he decided to, to come back for his senior season at Vanderbilt? You know, I was, and, and this is a good receiver class, so I think maybe he looked at the available talent and thought it would be better next year. Uh, the, the situation at quarterback there is definitely interesting, and, you know, always, it's always interesting when a guy goes back to an unproven situation, and especially at, at receiver where you depend so much on the quarterback. If I were him, I, I would be preparing for the combine right now and, and ready for my first NFL paycheck. I was underwhelmed unimpressed with Justin Hunter. I know he's going to wow everybody at the Combines, but what, what do you think about him at the next level? I, I know he has the size and the athletic ability and, and can run, but is he truly a difference maker? He had a lot of drops A lot last of drops year. this year. That's what I was going to say. I think the mental aspect of the game really hit him hard this year, whether that was coming off the knee injury, uh, you know, just trying to get back into the, on, onto the field. But I thought he struggled this year mentally. Route running got sloppy, too many drops. And physically, yeah, he's there, but you know, so many of those things, being able to catch the ball, I mean, you can't coach that. It, you can either do it or you can't, and I think that's a big concern. 
I think it's a reason some people maybe before the, the season thought he was a first-round pick. I think now he looks like more of a third-round guy just because you're, you're not real sure what you're getting. What about Corderell Patterson? I love Patterson. I, I think he is the go-to guy in that offense, uh, a player who could probably be drafted in the top 15. He has that size. He has the deep speed. He can be, he can be a difference maker. I think because of Patterson, it made it easy to tell Dayrick Rogers to hit the road. Did he hurt his stock because of some of his off-the-field issues? You know, he's going to have to win in these individual interviews with teams. He's going to have to go on and show why did he leave Tennessee, why, you know, what were, what's his story, what do teams feel. The background check on him will be interesting. That's going to determine whether he's a second-round pick or a fourth- or fifth-round pick. The size is there, the speed is there. I mean, he can win. He can win in matchups. It's another kid who gets hurt because he left school early, so he can't go to the senior bowl. He can't compete. He's got to wait to the combine where it's not a great environment to, to show off as a receiver. All right, Matt, end it with this. The Titans, unfortunately, because of a 6-10 and 10 season, they have the 10th pick in the draft. Where do you think they're leaning? Who do they need to be looking at? Who needs to be on their radar? Well, this is like the least sexy pick in the draft, but I think <laughs> offensive guard Chance Warmack from Alabama. Uh, if you watch the national championship game, he was the guy putting man's eye tail on his back all night. So Warmack is that rare offensive guard who I think you could value at number 10. I mean, the Titans have a young team on offense and defense, so I think you can go for the best player on your board. For me, that would be Warmack at 10. If you're looking for a pass rusher, rusher or a guy on the defensive side of the ball, who do you think would be a couple names to target? At number 10, I think, you know, there's a chance that Jarvis Jones from Georgia is there with the spine issue. Uh, he's going to fall down boards a little bit. Ezekiel Ansah from BYU, who had a great, uh, great senior bowl performance. Another guy that you have to look at as an edge rusher. Those would be the two guys on my board uh, right now. Maybe Barkevius Mingo slips through the cracks a little bit there, but it's a lot of teams ahead of the Titans who are trying to, to get better off the edge. One player's not going to fix their problems, but, hey, it does start with the first round. Yeah, it definitely does. And, then, you know, teams are built uh, in all seven rounds, but you get your difference maker in round one and you're set. Matt, thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Have a good week, guys. Matt Miller from Bleacher Report uh, covers the NFL draft, was just down in Mobile covering uh, the Senior Bowl, and we appreciate him stopping by our table. We'll take a break, and we'll come back with more here on 102.5 The Game.